Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to There Are No Good Games. This is the podcast where myself, Lost Hope, Joe Redman, uh, try and convince Ollie or Bloodtick that there are good games out there where he tries to convince the reverse to myself and Joe. Uh, this is season two, episode seven. How are we doing? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, looking forward to diving into the final episode of this season. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know my chair could go this far back, so I'm just lounging here, ready for this podcast. I'm I'm ready, you know, like, end of the season, this is where someone's going to do it and fall over. Anyway, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> ready for the, you know, last episode of the season. I've got some good games here. Personally, you know, I think I think this is a winner right here today. Yeah, so, I mean, on the agenda, we have Destroy All Humans, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, and Outward. How are we feeling about the lineup? Uh, I have fond memories of two of the three games, and one very tired, drunk memory of the third game. Yeah, three games. We'll find out. <laughs> the vagueness is killing me. I mean, you know, I don't want to give away anything just yet. You know, otherwise they're gonna be like, oh, well, you know, they're gonna be like, oh, he's gonna give them zero. You know, so I'd rather like leave it open to interpretation, so they have to listen to all the sections. In, before we get into it, in terms of news for the Digital Dungeoneers, uh, the newest video that came out on Friday the... I believe it's the 20th, uh, but anyway, last Friday, um, that video is our Halo Reach gameplay, where myself... Uh, okay, I'm being told it's the 23rd. Uh, myself... 21st. 21st, and why did you hold up? Two okay. and a one. Yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, is a Halo Reach gameplay featuring myself, Lost Hope, Crazy Mage, and AO Really. And a video coming up uh, next, the next video coming up, will be uh, the Pokemon Snap video featuring uh, Lost Hope and Crazy Mage. Now, this is the new Pokemon Snap, not the old one. This ain't your granddad's Pokemon Snap. This is, this is our Pokemon The new Snap. Pokemon Snap. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. With all the new features where you take pictures and stuff like that, revolutionary. All the new features like still not being able to move around and only using one analog stick. Mm -mm. Good game. I mean, you can you can use two now, and there's there's a lot more parts, and there's like twelve stages, which I'm pretty happy about. But we'll get into that when it comes to it. Is there an underwater level? There is. Yeah, don't probably ignore. Just make is sure I'm ill time? or something like that. Don't invite me. You know. Okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. I still like it. I'll, I'll rant about it another time um so let's dive in with our first video uh game even which is destroy All humans let's have a look at the trailer so that was the trailer for destroy all humans thoughts on the trailer i uh, i said it while we were watching it and i'll say it again i thought the music absolutely was banged that's that's how good the music was it banged i thought it was brilliant it was the uh it was the trailer for the remaster that came out a little while ago um, that we watched. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't show any gameplay whatsoever, but with a remake, you kind of don't need to because everyone already knows the game for the most part. Um, it sort of just showed off sort of the game's humor and how it doesn't take itself very seriously, basically. Yeah, I yeah. didn't like the no, music. Not... Yeah, so <laughs> I thought it's quite hard. Are, now, you're, you're no right, Joe. I feel like... Obviously, I don't know when this game came out. It must have been... I remember I've, I played 
Ooh, I definitely played one and two. I don't, was there another Destroyer Humans? I think there was. Yeah, there was like a... I think I yeah. played all of them. Anyway, the point was, I felt like it just... If you're trying to get a mainstream audience, I don't think it was the right song to pick. That's fair. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't like... I, I'm saying I didn't like it in the trailer. You know, it obviously fits Destroy All Humans in terms of like the metal, the kind of like you know, we don't care, destroy everything, whatever. But I just felt like for a trailer that's trying to advertise your game, I don't think it was, like, that useful or good. Fair enough. I got to argue differently. I think the trailer did a pretty good job. Um, It did run through, like, one of the biggest levels in the entirety of the first game, which is when you steal the things like the radio tower and you start broadcasting your transmissions to everyone. That was kind of cool how it, like, referenced it. Um... It is a niche game, I'll give you that. I thought it wasn't like a bad trailer, minus the possible German. I don't know. It was a bit of a weird choice, but yeah. No, it was a good it was a good trailer. I liked it. It was meant to be his own language, but it did sound very German. I'll give you that. Hmm. Um in yeah. terms of the game itself, I mean I think have we all played the uh, uh, this at least when it originally came out? Uh I'm getting lots of nods, so yeah. Looks like we all did. I've played this and a bit of the remaster just because it was free on Game Pass. Uh, full disclosure, I probably wouldn't pay just to play this game in remastered, even though they have done a damn good job of remastering it. Um, from playing it, the gameplay is entirely updated and is what you expect from uh, like a modern game. It feels like a modern game, even though it really isn't because of the remaster. The humor of the game is quite strange because it's rated 18 and the humor's very adult but at the same time it's like being a 12 year old like the jokes are like an, a 12 year old's version of adult jokes is what i would put it like it's very hit and miss a lot of it's quite cringy a lot of the humor in it uh it's hmm? gone there's a lot of, there's a lot of butt jokes in there there's a lot of butt jokes a lot of probing <laughs> jokes but you get that with aliens i guess lots of probing jokes um it's just a fun game it's it's it fills this niche of what you want to do if you if you were given an alien and an alien spaceship and you go around to destroying everything like it gives you that uh that feel and if that's what you want to have a game it's brilliant yeah no, that's a fair um i liked the game for the first couple of levels um I remember the end bit where you're kind of in like the White House attacking the uh, president and like the giant robot. Um, the only thing that really annoyed me is like, I wish it was more sandboxy. Yeah. Because it felt like it kind of gave you a level and here's some stuff and level, go go thrash around for half an hour and do some really vague objectives like, I don't know, probe 12 people with your probing gun and then come back and spend your points or something. But you never felt like you got to experience the entire city or the entire town, which is really crappy in my head because yeah. it was it almost felt like it was a natural progression like finish the game you get a sandbox environment but instead you're kind of like here's little sandbox environments for you to then mess around in, but nothing really different um that's anything i really kind of think they missed and it kind of felt like the exact same game each time which was go trash some humans cool you go trash the humans go get in your spaceship go trash your stuff in the spaceship return to the mothership i'll make a joke about how bad you are and then we'll go and do the next mission like, they had the potential to do a lot more, and especially for the remaster, I thought they would have added, like, a little bit more features, but from what I've understood, nothing's really changed, which is a little bit sad. Didn't they 
in two didn't they make it more sandboxy i just see remember uh, some... i think it was three is the one that i think it was the british one where you get to run around in britain in 1970 mm. there was more sandboxy i only right. played the first one and the remaster of the first one if i'm honest and i haven't played all of them yeah i just i i i do remember playing the old ones and i i thought there was like maybe it's just because i'm a boring person but i felt like there was i felt like there were elements where i could just play in one level for a long period of time and it didn't matter too much about well i would have gone back past doing the storyline objectives and then do whatever i want so i felt like yeah I, I do completely agree in this this one especially in this first level which is so iconic i think um in terms of you know the classic farm um i think it's actually the second level where you know you have the cows and that kind of is even more iconic the roswell incident kind of concept but i i feel like yeah it's taken up with a lot of storyline in this case a lot of cutscenes. um so yeah because obviously if you have an upgrade system in a game you need it for a sandbox purpose now obviously it can help you prog progress along the storyline but at the end of the day you know the best upgrades are the ones that you can just use to your heart's content when you're playing the game however you want so yeah it's an interesting perspective there you have you have tristan with that one um i i do think i, I do think with the remaster in particular that the graphics look really good um mm. i used to play on the ps2 so i um you know obviously very different graphics to what what we're seeing now in the remaster but I kind of don't really see it much of the PC game. I couldn't imagine myself playing this on a on a PC. And I reckon if I ever did, I would have used a controller. I don't know, Joe, if you played. Did you use a controller at all? Uh, yeah, I was playing on uh, the Xbox. So I on the actual Xbox itself. All right, fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like it just lends itself to that. I mean, there's certain games where I will just plug in a controller. Um, mm -hmm. I think, well, Little Nightmares 2 was the last one I did that. Just from, it just felt like that um resident evil on a keyboard although maybe slightly regret not doing that on the controller from how the controls were in that game but i think this is definitely a console game in my mind um but obviously looks amazing on pc with the graphics mm -hmm. turned up so let's let's not deny that but i think yeah i would definitely say it's much more of a of that's the memory i have and so i haven't tried it on a pc but i just i would like to use a controller if i played it yeah, that's fair. I, f I think it's one of those games that's... It isn't like a, some games where this game's very much of its time. Like, there are games that are timeless, that it doesn't matter, like... It doesn't matter uh, what... Uh, when you're playing it, it still... Feel it still can be a very good game, it, it, remaster or not. While playing the remaster of this game, for example, it still feels like a, an older game in terms of the level and the mission structure and the way you complete objectives it just it, i don't know if that's just myself personally but it feels that arcadey sort of you go do a mission you do that mission you go back to your base then you load into the next mission then you go back to your base it's just that very um repetitive structure that games of its time had when it came out um yeah well the remaster added that new lick of paint and upgraded the actual gameplay elements it still has that problem i'd say where like some remasters can get around that because the game itself isn't as a product of a time if that makes any sense at all yeah no i completely agree with you and i think you kind of 
again hit the nail on the head here it feels it feels extremely dated for what it is yeah like the ps2 i think got away with it because i think most games at that time were kind of running around with the same sort of um ideas and kind of jokes and all that sort of stuff but mm. then when you're running into this you've got I don't know you've got GTA as a comparison for the new new audience, so this obviously isn't directed towards a new audience, new players. It's yes. directed towards those diehard fans, honestly. But yeah, I think it. I get what I mean. It does feel arcadey. It's like it's got the same repetitive, fixed mission structure. There's no difference between them. It's go chase this, go hide this, go do that. It's like the first um, Assassin's Creed game. There's only four types of missions. Yeah. Apart from that, that's exactly it. Yeah. Any other points, do okay. you think? Or are we ready for the scores? I don't know, I think. Um, I think the only thing I can call out realistically is just like, um, you could definitely tell it's dated still by the fact it's like you've completed all the mission objectives with a high um, degree of proficiency. Here's some artwork that you can look at at the end of the game on like the settings menu. And that's just such a classic oh, yeah. early 2000s yeah. game feature. I mean, they do that in Resident Evil still. So like, I don't know. I don't really get that as a thing. I would never, ever want to do that at like i mean with 3d models may you know maybe it's like you know unless you're really into your like game art like why on earth do you care about the concept art of the game mm. yeah and, and i think for me it's like if you really do care about the game art you'd either look it up online or you'd buy like the deluxe digital art edition which gives you like the art book anyway why would you want to play through it and be like, oh, that's the image they used for this game? But yeah, no, I get you. Uh, scoring, I guess. It's probably the best thing to move on to now. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to give this game a six. It's not a bad game by any stretch. Uh, both are, This counts for both the remaster and the actual thing because they're both essentially the same game with a new lick of paint. Graphics are fantastic. The gameplay is fun. But it gets old quite quickly, especially in this day and age, looking at um, the games that we have nowadays. But um, the, to say something about the remaster quickly, it is not one of those, you know, slapdash new coat of paint, no new coat of paint remakes. It's had a lot of time, a lot of work, and you can see it and feel it when you're playing it. But yeah, six, I'm going. Okay, um, I'm gonna be a bit here four. Ooh. Um, I would I wouldn't play it honestly. I played the first one. It it kind of got boring, repetitive to the end. I was kind of happy to finish it. Um, but I, I wouldn't touch this with a barge pool. I'd struggle to even watch someone play it and make it interesting because it's like the same thing each time. Come on, we're trying to Ollie. teach Ollie that there are good games <laughs> and you're dropping fours on us. This is not one yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, all the points I've raised so far, I've been told weren't in this game, were in the later games. So I'm afraid I'm just going to have to give it a 0 out of 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that gives us a 3 for Ooh. Destroy All Humans. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's not yeah. a groundbreaking, amazing game. It's not game. even a long game either, is it? I feel like it's not like a... I don't think it's got like over... Like, you know, it's not going to take you 10 hours to play is it and we said the sandbox modes a load of so what the what you know what's the point so might as well just you know not bother well i'm gonna be honest here there's a there's a guy who we're watching play it through it and it takes him two hours to finish the game start to end yeah that's not uh, and no wonder joe wanted to play it on game pass you know like uh, yeah you know how much is it i don't know how much is it is it like 40 40 
about the I've, full retail price. Yeah, I think when it first dropped, it was 40. It's probably around 20-something now. But yeah, I picked up on Game Pass. It's in the bargain bucket now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your local Blockbuster store while you can. Um, okay, so yeah, sold three for that game. Uh, next video game is Batman Arkham Asylum. Let's have a look at the trailer. So that was Batman Arkham Asylum, the trailer. Thoughts on the trailer? Uh, I thought the trailer was quite good. Quite good. It showed off the gameplay style. Um, it showed off the Detective Vision, which was the first Vision, if that makes sense, that came out around this time. This game launched all those silly Visions that we have on every single game now. Um, it showed off that. It showed off the new dark style it was going with for a superhero game, especially Batman. Um, yeah, I think it was quite a strong trailer. I liked it. Shows Joker, obviously the main protagonist. You know, I think I think it shows, <laughs> as you say, it shows off a lot of the game and kind of leads people into it. Very enticing. Yeah, uh, trailers are really well. Nice music, good good gameplay. It shows you like some fun abilities and what you're gonna kind of come up against, which is super good. I mean, it must have been good at the time because I got this like. Amazon ordered like day one when it was released for PS3, so must have been a good trailer at the time as well. Yeah, I remember playing this on PC, I think, and it was honestly super, super, super good. Uh, let's talk about the game. Um, so I had this on 360, I think it must have been a 360. Um, and I thought it was fantastic. I, I, this was like the first good superhero video game in a long time. Uh, before that, like, what was it? The Spider-Man on the PS2. But then since then, there were some bad Spider-Man games, I think. Um, I mean, this game has so much going for it. And it started a lot of fads in a good way. Uh, the combat system, um, the sort of the free flow combat that a lot of games copied. Um, the the detective vision as i made a joke about earlier which loads of games have little styles but it worked in this universe because why wouldn't batman have compute we all know he has computers in his eyes like you know that's what batman does um the semi-open world was fantastic with the metroidvania going backwards and forwards it never really felt like a chore having to do that um the rogues gallery you know the the villains you are against were all fantastic the voice acting performances were brilliant. I mean, there's not a lot you can say about this game that wasn't good. Uh, the riddles, the extra side, like everything, it was just, it was just a good game. Yeah, no, I, I think for me, so coming into, this, coming into this, being completely honest, um, saw it initially and I thought it was absolutely not my thing. Like Joe said, I played like the Incredible Hulk on the Xbox <laughs> and like a couple of superhero games, and they were just trash. Um came to this and i was like okay i'll give it a go and i got lent it for about i think it was like two weeks back at school um and i played through the crap of it like oh my god this was the best game ever it was like i think the thing that they did really well with the whole batman arkham series and i think we said this before in the podcast is they make him feel realistic he doesn't feel like superman he doesn't feel like a broken human or anything like that he feels like how a real person would kind of do it if you get shot you got you're basically dead you have to use like the darkness to your advantage. You have to basically do that whole Raz Al Ghul stuff that they kind of talk about in his background. Um, yeah, he's got all his cool gadgets and all that sort of stuff. So you know this is like midway through his career, Batman. 
and it's just really done really well like the combat like you said it's absolutely amazing it flows really well there's good puzzle sections there's more to think about it there's multiple ways to attack stuff and you can freak out the um uh what you call it criminals and stuff like that which i thought was such a smart idea like grab them from the floor someone screams everyone else runs over you can then go grab the slowest guy and then he screams and it's like back and forth like yeah it's just done really really well and honestly super impressed by it such a great uh, interpretation and reading of batman and the key source material so, yeah yeah the the collectibles were great uh it get you wanted to go collect things like the collectibles which were like the audio tapes because they were so fun to listen to as well as the character bio, uh, biographies that you picked up as you went through um as you said earlier that the the way you could pick people off was just fantastic you felt like i can't remember when the actual the the free newer bat batman came out the dark knight stuff i can't remember when they when they were but you felt like that version of batman like sneaking around in the shadows picking off people and scaring the guys that you were after it felt really authentic to what we wanted from a batman game basically um yeah the, the gameplay was just was fun i can't i mentioned the combat it was just little things as well like the gadgets were fantastic the um uh, the way your costume changes throughout the playthrough as you're getting more and more beaten and battered throughout your night at arkham asylum um all the boss battles were fantastic except from killer crocs one that was absolute trash you just ran away from him and then threw a batarang and he fell into the water and that was it um we got the scarecrow boss fight going on in front of us where he breaks your game and all this other stuff and it's just fantastic yeah i think one of the yeah. best moments in the game is where i think you're like walking through a corridor and suddenly the corridor like becomes the alleyway where spoilers batman's parents die it's not really a what? spoiler you know uh anyway so and then it suddenly becomes the alleyway and you think you, you it starts like the lightning strikes and then you start Batman turns into the child and then back again and then slowly turns into him the child again as he gets to like uh, I don't know where his parents are so yeah I think it's there's a lot of elements like that which I think were like kind of revolutionary in storytelling I think this game does it so well where there's a really coherent story at the same time as there being so much love into the action um, of the game as well but uh, yeah I think I don't know if I would play this again now. I think the replayability of a game like this is quite tough. Um, maybe, you know, if it's been a long time, you might want to play it again. Um, I don't think that goes the same for the other Arkham games, which I think we've mentioned in the previous episode. But I think this one, this one I think is actually probably one of the best Arkham games there are. I think it's pretty downhill from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean about the replayability. I bought the remastered uh, like collection. Um, and I played through Arkham Asylum and then got halfway through the next one and just couldn't do it anymore. This one just feels like the right length for this sort of game. Where it went a bit more open world in Arkham City, it the game felt dragged out a bit. It felt like you were just doing stuff because you had to do it, not because you felt the need to. Well, in this game, it managed to, the, the way they do the storytelling and go from point to point made you feel the need to oh i've got to go over here now because this is going to happen or what have you so um um so i get what you mean regarding the replayability 
yeah uh, overall great game um really well played and just well done yeah like i can't really give it much more than that it's just a super super good game yeah yeah um any other thoughts not really it was just a it was just such a good game i mean that's why i think we're struggling to say things about it i mean we spoke about arkham city before and this game does a, this is where that game started so it's got a lot of those points the positives from that game in here um but um yeah it's just that's why we're struggling i think with things to say because it's just good and it's easier to rag on a game than to just praise it for half an hour so yeah <laughs> it's just a good game yeah yeah i think you're right it's just a solid well-built game does a lot of good stuff where it doesn't really do much bad um apart from possibly ruin children and their trust of their computers <laughs> in, like in the scarecrow fight uh that's the only niggle i've got to say about it but apart from that it's all good um scoring i guess um i'm gonna give this game an eight out of ten i thought it was a really good game good with the source material great voice performances great gameplay great storytelling great game that's fair um gonna give it a seven um good game like you said the the voice acting was absolutely amazing it's one of those games you could watch and the good thing is if you did mess up a level you redid it and you could come back out with different tactics which was really smart um yeah and you felt like really really cool going through the entire game as a whole so yeah seven from me so when we discussed batman arkham city I think I gave it a zero. Uh, actually, no, I think I gave it a one, actually, now recalling the stupidity in my mind at the time. I, yeah, I, there's a lot in this game. Uh, as I said, it's the best in the series. But, you know, it's sad that it's gone downhill since this point. But for the sake of, as I said at the time, during the Arkham City, it's no Arkham Asylum. So I've got to stick to my guns, even though we're on a bit of a, you know, economy drive here try not to give too many points away i'm still going to give it a two nice. that's not bad that's it's crazy. twice as good as batman arkham city okay bad. so with that score it gives it a lovely 5.5 better than god of war but not as good as time splitters 2 yeah i actually scored the same as arkham city same game <laughs> just different skin honestly um no, that's fair okay um moving on to our third and final game of the week um it's a little indie game called outward let's have a good trailer so that was outward the trailer thoughts on the trailer so in the trailer it said forget what other games have told you because we have absolutely none of the other features that you would want in this game basically that's how i foresee the trailer they were honest at least so it's a good trailer that they're honest telling you that there's absolutely nothing that other games have taught you in this game and you won't like it so that's good it's fairness you know the game looks rubbish okay it looks absolutely it's a it's a b-tech korean mmo is the way i see it okay <laughs> so i mean uh yeah uh, I mean, I haven't played it, but from watching the trailer and from watching you guys play it on your live stream, it doesn't have much going for it. Yeah, the the trailer had the most epic thing about the trailer was the music. I have to say, it was very big and bodacious and loud and epic. But the gameplay it shows off isn't that impressive for uh, for the game, which kind of lets it down quite a bit. If I'm honest with you. 
Um, you know, it, you'll want to be impressed by the trailer. It was supposed to drag you into the game, but it really just, uh, it really didn't. The gameplay looks all stiff and quite clunky. Um, when I, from what I could see from the trailer, and you're really trying to show off your best bits. So yeah, you make a good you make a good point there about the music. You know, the old Christopher Nolan tactic of just throw loads of music so they forget how bad the storyline is. They don't understand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought the trailer was kind of good. I got really hyped for the game. I was really looking forward to playing it. Um, and I kind of liked the idea and premise of it all. Um, so yeah, the trailer did well in that respect. Uh, shall we talk about gameplay? So I've played this game once, and it was during our twenty-hour live stream. Now this was the only game in a twenty-hour live stream that was making me fall asleep while playing it so i think that says a lot <laughs> about the gameplay of this game now admittedly it was around at we were going for around this was like 3 a.m we started playing this game it was like early morning so admittedly i was pretty damn tired however when we put on call of duty straight afterwards i woke right up for that um but no i i, I don't know it's one of those rpgs that's like well, normal RP, RPGs and fantasies aren't realistic enough. We need to ramp up the realistic. But they've done it in such a way that everything's really tedious to do. For me personally, it, it makes a mountain out of little things and little objectives. That it makes the game really... I know people complain that games are like too easy and accessible for everyone. But it made this game quite inaccessible, at least to myself. Um bearing in mind i'm not a big pc gamer anyway and i jumped into playing this mouse and keyboard and i was struggling to keep i kept pressing the button to drop my rucksack off that might have had something to do with me being tired as well but um yeah and the gameplay is as stiff as clunky as the trailer looked uh, i did have fun playing the game but i think that was just more having fun playing like a video game with my friends more than actually the game Aww. itself uh i definitely would not play this game i haven't played this game since and i probably won't play this game i think i've still got it installed actually i may not i may have un installed it after the stream thanks uh, uh for the person who put this on the podcast reminding joe to uninstall the game good thank you very much yeah i'll have a look if it's not uninstalled i will uninstall it and make room for something else uh but no yeah it's just it's just wasn't wasn't for me really wasn't no, that's fair. Um, I think so. Like I said, I really like the. So when I saw this game, I followed it for about six months until it got released. Um, I really like the premise. I really like the idea. I like the whole mechanic of like using your backpack, like carrying everything in there, doing campfires, making food, getting water, and all that sort of stuff. Because to me, it felt like really like a good idea. And I think the issue was at some point during the design, someone went, "We need to do like Skyrim or Oblivion." And we need to have Dark Souls mechanics and fights in there. So it's got that nice bit of uh, punishability, um, but also got that nice sense of adventure. And I think that's where they possibly went wrong. It was really heavily punishing. It would hit you over the head for messing up small, simple tasks, like Joe said. Um, it did pun It was like really tedious and monotonous at some points. And if you start dying, that's kind of it. You almost need to call it a day and restart the game at that point. Um, I still think it's a really good idea. I love the fact you can go create a fire, go to bed, wake up, make yourself some breakfast and all that sort of stuff, and then go back to your venture. 
but the issue is you'll get hit by a bandit or even a chicken and it will murder you brutally in front of everyone else um and that was the issue with the game like the the starting mobs are too hard um it doesn't really get you that much geared up and even when you're fighting the bigger stuff you're kind of just hitting more damage than you were before so that's why how that's how you're kind of doing better you're just doing more stats more things rather than everything getting easier um great premise great idea great concept i think someone just kind of sat there and went i really like dark souls let's put that in there and you can even see that when you look at the gameplay itself with the whole right hand side giving you the x y a b button and all that sort of stuff as well and the the uncancelable like um weapon movements and arcs and stuff like that yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense in mean, what you're saying like because when i look at this game and look at the trailer it's like it's a DD game it's a fat high fantasy rpg how go and have fun but you get into it and it's as punishing as dark souls but then with food and hygiene and water mechanics and everything else on top of it um so yeah i i, I get exactly what you mean yeah i think if they remove the high smashing like brutally soul destroying monsters it'd have been a heck of a lot easier um I think if they removed that made it a little bit more easier in terms of ai and didn't really punish you as much you know what you would have had something there guys uh but i, I still give it credit for being a good indie game i i like playing it it's really difficult to play by yourself that's what i have to say <laughs> yeah well i i i feel like you know i've said my bit i um i i mean you're, you're my, the points i'm gonna give you know, your guess is as good as mine. Short but sweet. Okay. I get it. Um, one one last thing before we call it and give it scores. Um, the only thing I think is pretty good is you actually have to go and get magic yourself and get mana as an ability. You're not giving it right off the start, which I thought was a really nice idea. Um, and like I said, I thought the camping and management of skills was really good, but like I said, it was a little bit too much at once. Uh, so let's talk about scoring. Who wants to kick us off? Uh, yeah, I'll happily kick us off. Um, yeah, all, all my points still stand from before. I, I couldn't get into it. It's not really my sort of game. Um, I haven't played it since I first played it. And for that, I'm giving it a four. Because, yeah, I, I think, as as uh, Lost Hope pointed out, maybe if they pulled some of the soulsness out of it, I may have enjoyed it a bit more. But, yeah, it's just... It's just and on top of that, it's not that easy to play in terms of gameplay and clunky menus and uh, clunky combat. So, yeah, just four. Okay. Um, I, I think for me, I'm going to have to replicate what Joe said and give it a four as well. Um, but, uh, I'm going to be honest here. It, it kind of gives off that annoying Dark Souls feel with me, which is, is the game meant to be hard or have they just designed it poorly? And that's kind of <laughs> my feel of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Is it meant to be this hard or is they just going fuck it they have to get good to actually play the rest of the game and for me i don't want to really be doing that so if there was like an easier mode i'd definitely hit the button on that but i'm sure if they did there'll be a lot of a shorter game as well but really like the concepts in practice really like the concept in theory in practice it was crap to be honest uh but take yeah it's so it's a zero from me <laughs> no i think it's fair I was um, not expecting you to be that harsh, harsh on it, Tristan. I, I I put this game on here because I thought that you'd hate me destroying it if I wanted to. Look, I, I think the issue is like, and this this is my comment to Bloodborne and all that sort of stuff and Dark Souls. Um, 
you can't expect people to like the game if they can't access the content. Yeah, that's very true. That's why I don't um, play the Dark Souls games. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, I played the Dark Souls games and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And you watch how people play it. And you're like, cool. It's like, how long have you been playing? Oh, 30, 40 hours. I'm like, to get to like the third boss, it's like, yeah, you have to get good. And you're like, but I don't want to spend 40 hours playing a game to just tell people to get good. Um, and that's why this great game has 2.5, which I think... I, no, I thought it was the worst game ever, but it's not. Resident Evil 6 is the worst game we've ever rated last episode. That, so No game will beat that game. We, that is the worst game. Unless we all rate it zero, right? <laughs> or actually... No, because we round down. So technically, if I give it a zero and both you give a game a one, it's still going to be... Uh, a one. No, it's going to be zero. No, two. No, no. If, It'd be point uh, no. five, no. but two divided by zero. three nah. is not two. It's zero. It, it's it's two thirds. So it's less than one. It's less than it's, one. Yeah. 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 Good okay. thing we're not rating your maths. But you know what? We'll be rating in the future these games coming out in the next couple of weeks. So we're looking at games from the thirty-first of May all the way to the sixth of June. So we've got some fantastic games coming out here. Uh, fantastically, no one cares. Anyway, so first game we're looking at, Operation Tango, coming out June 1st on the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. So a whole range of consoles and PC. So it must be a good game, eh? It's an that action game. game. I thought. Yeah, it's an action game. Um... Yeah, we're not really getting anything from this trailer. You said Operation Tango. My head went, oh, it's an armor clone. And then I just saw this and it's some cartoony base. Some cartoony so, thing, yeah. I, I think it's like a James Bond guy in the chair game as a co-op. So it's spy That's... thriller. Uh... It's all about cooperative play. You and your friend work as an agent and hacker to save the world. So it's co-op, basically. So it's a co-op game. Coming soon to Digital Dungeoneers. Yeah, it looks like a good YouTube game. <laughs> I won't lie to you. A, a lot of YouTubers will play it. Maybe we will, but yeah, I, yeah other than that, I don't see it. Great. That's fair. Great first game we looked at there. Next game <laughs> we're looking at. Uh, the next one is uh, Chivalry 2 coming out on June 8th to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC obviously the sequel to the very popular uh, game chivalry um i believe a lot of obviously new engine new graphics um new fun question mark who knows <laughs> uh but uh yeah obviously a game taken from medieval fights kind of like an arena game multiplayer arena game i guess i would put it um i don't know have you either of you played the original uh, I played the game very similar called Mordhau, so I'm, it looks exactly the same. So probably not going to be my sort of thing. Right, so you played the off-brand version. Okay, well, this is the on-brand version of Chivalry 2. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, but a, a, a very popular stream game. People like playing this. Yep. Uh, no doubt there's going to be a Twitch Rivals on this, so we look forward to seeing that in the future. <laughs> Next game, uh, Edge of Eternity, also coming out on June 8th obviously direct competition um to uh chivalry 2 uh this one is a role-playing game uh Ooh. coming on june 8th to pc and then coming to uh. consoles later this year i've 
seen a gameplay of this, I think, like an early access. And? Oh, <laughs> it's bad. Okay. Yeah, it's, ba okay. it's cringe. It's JRPG, bad. JRPG, right? Yeah, it's like, you're the powerful one. I'm going to be an asshole. And then it's that sort of thing. Uh, it's really, really cringy. Outwards level of bad or? Uh, I would say Outwards has better acting and it's a voiceless game. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> well, that's a review. That's good. Anyway, coming yeah. to the highlight of the next two weeks is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming PlayStation 5 on June 11th. Uh, very popular series. Uh, I played this so much uh, as a child growing up. Love Ratchet and Clank. I don't have a PS5. I mean, who does these days? So I uh, can't play it. But uh, if I did, I probably would pretend I wanted to play it and then never get time to do it. So uh, there's that. Yeah, I mean, I've never really been a big Ratchet and Clank uh, Ratchet and Flank, Ratchet and Clank fan, um, but that's mainly because I had, I grew up mainly with an Xbox. I did have a PS2, but I mainly played on my Xbox. Um, so yeah, not really my cup of tea personally. But hey, yeah. The only thing I must say is I think they've re removed a lot of the adult jokes, Aww. which is a little bit sad because the titles used to be half the fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hang, hang on, Lost Hope. You've got you're the one here sitting here with a PS5. Are you going yes. to get Ratchet and Clank? Uh, I will if we're looking to do it as like a stream or a series. Um, otherwise, it's probably not my thing because, like Ollie said, I probably end up buying it and then never playing it. Okay, zero. But I did, I did love the series. Um, I played like the first five, I think, back to back. Zero out of ten. Lost Hope won't buy it. Right. Yep. I don't want to <laughs> alarm anyone, but I've got hail coming through my window, so. Uh, anyway, that's all the games coming for the next two weeks. Um, so, oh God. all right. Uh, yeah, anyway, be sure to join us on the next podcast uh, where we discuss uh, more non-good games. Yep. But thank you very much for listening, guys. And remember to stay digital, keep dungeoning, and we'll see you in the next time. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Goodbye from me. Bye-bye. Thank you.